I'm just gonna do a mic check so you can say say anything you want. I'm so excited for Chats with Jen. The end of the podcast, I'm always like, well, I hope it was recording. <laughs> yeah. Mic check one, two, one, two. Hello. Hello. What is this? I don't know. I thought you brought it. Oh, it spins. That's so cool. Welcome back to What the Hell Do I Do Now? I'm your host, Genevieve Henderson, and I am so excited that you've tuned in. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, send it to your friends and family, anyone who resonates with the things we talk about. So, here we go, y'all. Hope you enjoy. Um, okay, well, we're here with Rachel Ellery, and... Kind of starting with Rachel did CrossFit. So you still do CrossFit? Uh, not very, very loosely. Not really. We'll get there and talk about that. <laughs> um, but she, we work at the same gym. We were connected through that. And you played a lot of different sports growing up, I guess. And then really got serious. And I don't even know actually when you yeah. started. I don't know anything about yeah, it. Except that's why I was like, this would be fun. That you did about. it when I met you. Yeah. So... If you could give us background, growing up, what you played, and then how you got into CrossFit. Yeah, totally. So I was very, very late to athletics. I I, I swam a little bit when I was young. Um, my my mom was really good about asking me preferences. I remember like making a list when I was young of things that I might want to do. And I wanted to ice skate. I wanted to do gymnastics, and I wanted to swim. Or she she swam. So I did do, I think, a year or two of swimming when I was young, um, but I was I was a lot more overweight when I was younger, so I hated it because I was always so out of breath and it was so hard. Um, so I, I didn't stick with it, and then, but I had a foundation for it. Um, it wasn't until eighth grade, actually, till I joined like team sports. So that's when I became interested in, you know pursuing that at school, I was always pretty self-conscious because I was so far behind. I went to a really big school. Mm. So, you know, all the kids had been playing sports since second, third grade, talking about all their club. Like, I was like, I'm never going to make anything. I I play volleyball against my house, you know? Uh, And I never really had anybody. I'm an only child, so I never really had anybody to play with. So, like, knocking on doors, like, playing, you know, with the lawn, literally, throwing a ball letting the lawn catch the ball and going back and forth like lonely lonely only child life so I I was like you know I watched a high school volleyball game and I was like I'm gonna try out for volleyball so I did in eighth grade and I made the team they didn't know where to put me because everybody else already kind of had a background so I I just kind of like tried everything I'm pretty short I'm only five four so they were like, okay, she's gonna, she's not gonna hit, so I'm gonna be a back row or a setter. So I ended up like, that's when this um, part of myself that was the very, you know, driven and gonna work really hard person came out. So I, I was the girl that was going to the track, you know, on on summer days by myself, like that watching movies and seeing that that's what successful people did. So I was like, I'm going to go 
do that and run the bleachers and get in shape. And honestly, like looking back, you know, that made a big difference for me. I, I lost some weight. I joined swimming to prepare for volleyball season, which was in the winter at that time. And I, I worked my tail off. So I made it, I made high school volleyball. And then I, it was like every year I kept, I was like, Oh, I'm not going to make it. Like we, we were a class a, we had missed volleyball on our team. We were state champions. I was like, there's no way. I'm going to make this team. So I, I really heavily pursued volleyball and I have a lot of like wounding around that in my later stages, but volleyball in high school, I swam to be in shape for volleyball and I was actually a lot better at swimming naturally. Really? Yeah. I was a sprinter and, um, qualified for States my first year swimming because wow. I could only do 50. I could only do the 50 and get me out of the pool. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Now, you know me. So, um, I, you know, I enjoyed it for that singular purpose. I hated swim practice. So did that. And then I got scooped off of the volleyball court to play softball by our, our ROTC instructor. Cause I was really fast actually, um, which is shocking now. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I was just very really? explosive yeah. at that time. And, uh, I was a lot smaller. I didn't have as much muscle mass. So I was, yeah, I was fast. So I ran bases and then I joined varsity my sophomore year. Oh, nice. So I was a three varsity athlete by my sophomore year of high school and like coming from, you know, not a lot of experience. So that was my high school. Um, I wasn't really involved. I played club volleyball, but other than that, I didn't do anything year round. And then I played Michigan. I played um, club volleyball at Michigan State, which was pretty competitive. Um, I had a lot of performance issues and mental issues with the game. So I, you know, I remember a competition. I made one bad pass at U of M, and I cried. And I went to the bathroom, and I was like, I can't play this sport anymore. So I was. It was just so so straining for me. Um, it wasn't fun for me anymore. Yeah. So played those. Um, and then it wasn't until I took like a two year hiatus of anything. Cause I didn't know how to exercise without team sports. It like the point of exercise was to get in shape for something. Right. Yeah. Or it was just like, you show up and this is what you do. You know, I, yeah. I didn't know how to exercise on my own, um, or at, at all. So I was, I was at Michigan state and my form of exercise was, you know, walking around campus, which was a lot, right? But I wasn't doing two days anymore and I wasn't doing a swim practice, like it changed things. Yeah. So two years probably, and I had a lot of, I would say anxiety around exercise. Like I was like, maybe I should go for a run. I hated running because we had to run a timed mile for softball every day, every single every day. day. I, my coach was an ROTC instructor. Every day? Every day. So it was very performance-based, and he had this, you know, mentality that we were going to be the most conditioned softball team out there, and I'm like, we don't even need to run for this sport, um, and we were very well conditioned, but for me, running became very stressful because it was always dependent on my time, and yeah. I would make myself sick over it every day, so... Um, you know, like running for leisure and just doing it for exercise was, ha was, and is extremely hard for me. So it wasn't until I, I was a kinesiology major 
and I went to my exercise physiology class and my instructor was, he put up some slides on, on the screen about CrossFit and this was back in 2012. So this is pretty early still in CrossFit. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they might've been like around a couple years at that point. And he was like, you know, I think that you would be really good at this. Like, I think you would really like this. Cause I was doing all these random testings in our, uh, exercise physio class and I was pretty strong. And he was like, you know, you, you should try this. So I went to a class. It didn't go back for four months because it, I was so sore. I couldn't move. And I remember it was just running. It was kettlebell swings and something else. It wasn't, it wasn't anything CrossFit really in my mind. So I was like, how am I going to tolerate this yeah. sport? Like I'm watching these people do it and I'm like, there's no way, no way. Um, so I don't, I think it took me a couple months to come back, came back and, um, we had a barbell in the workout and I learned how to deadlift and learned how to lift weight. Cause I'd never lifted weight before, but, um, my very first testing of a back squat was 235 pounds. Oh now it wasn't pretty. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. It doesn't look like how it looks now, but I had a lot of strength, um, yeah. And I didn't know that I, I did. And these people started, you know, chirping in my ear. Hey, you, you really could be really good at this. Like yeah. we want to, we want to work with you to, to do that. Um, CrossFit's such a weird, weird pool of not really knowing where you are, kind of an unstructured season, um, programming. It's like, what do you follow? What's individualized to you? It's just, it's very... Uh, you figure it out as you go. So I did a lot of, you know, I did what my surroundings did for a long time. And, um, my first year I followed a very heavy strength training program, got myself hurt because my training age and my body were not aligned. Like my body was like, Hey, I'm strong. I can, I can do this. And then, but it had not matured to be able to tolerate that amount of volume. And I didn't know anything at that time. So I got hurt. Um, and it just kind of played this tag for a while of, you know, in and out, get hurt, take a couple months off, you know, and at that time also wasn't taking care of myself, didn't know how to do any of that yeah. like I do now. Um, so that was kind of my entry into CrossFit. Um, what, how old are you at this point? I was 20, oh, I think the first time I started, I, I had to have been 22. Okay. Yeah. So 22. Um, and then I am now 31. So okay. it's been a long time. Long time of Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it's been that long. It also feels like a whole other world that, that beginning. So yeah. doing a long time, but, um, yeah, I, I can speed up towards like competitive, you know, CrossFit where, I actually entered the competitive space very quickly. So I started <clears throat> competitively training for CrossFit in at the end of 2013. Um, what dictates competitive versus like, I'm just going to go. I would say off. the open. So every year at that time, especially the open was a lot different than it is now. Um, then it was this, it was a very big community 
wide event, um, regional event. So everyone in the state who did CrossFit, everyone in the surrounding states who did CrossFit, the Open was coming and you were ranked by gym and individually on your, on your you know, comparison to the rest of the world. So you did the one workout for like five weeks and you put in your score, you were judged and it ranked you. And if you got a certain, yeah, and you got, it was like, it was very intense. And so there were teams and there were individuals and this bracket of, you know, top 30 individuals went on to regionals and top 30, I think it's 20 actually top 20 individuals went to regionals and top 30 teams. No, that's wrong. Top 15 teams. So, um, in the region, so region was like a couple States wide. Um, so I went to a very good CrossFit gym when I moved to Grand Rapids. So I was back in Michigan at this time. Um, and I moved there for grad school. So I knew they were a good CrossFit gym. I went there. Um, and I got a lot better really fast. They had a team that had gone to the to regionals multiple years, and I kind of just walked on to that to that team because um, we we kind of, you kind of get an analysis of okay where is everybody at with strength where are they at with their skills. I got my skills very quickly. I was someone that actually ended up hurting in the long run for how fast I got everything. Okay. Because when you're strong in CrossFit, you end up having to undo a lot of that and learn how learn the technique, learn capacity. You yeah. never really had to work on that building up. You just were there. Yeah. And then you have this expectation that you should, you know, stay there, but you're like, actually I gotta take twenty steps back to to get skilled at this. Yeah. So that was good for me at that point of CrossFit. 2014, 2015, 2016 CrossFit is very different than how it is now. Someone like me then could not walk into CrossFit now and have been good enough, not even close. So the evolution of this, this sport is, has been insane, especially in the last about four or five years, I'd say. But at that time, you know, the whole feel of it was different. Um, like whole gyms went to go to regionals and support the athletes and cheer and stands were packed. And uh, it was just such a like such a big deal within the community. And it was so fun. Um, it was it was very connected. You represented your space of people that came every day to work on something that was like really, really hard. Yeah. You know. So for me, I was in grad school, which was horribly stressful. Um, I was, you know, I, the, looking back, I'm like, you know, I, I went to training sessions on two hours of sleep often, would, would train twice a day. I was burning my candle at both ends. I would get up at, you know, 4 a.m., go train 4.30 to 6 o'clock in the morning, go to my clinicals all day till five o'clock train from six till eight homework, eat, sleep, repeat. You know, there's no way I was eating enough food. There's no way I was taking care of myself properly. So like looking back at that time, everything just felt so stressful. Like competition was not fun. Um, it was always just a lot of pressure and I felt like, you know, I just felt like I couldn't keep up. I was always playing catch up and like 
you know, making sure that I wasn't disappointing my teammates. And there was a lot of dynamics with that, that I, that I wasn't used to because yeah, I played team sports, but I was never like the star. I was never their most dependable person. Whereas on this team, I was the strongest girl. I had to show up. Yeah. Like I had to do my part that people, you know, expected, like needed and that, that people needed me for. Yeah. And that was something I wasn't used to. Okay. So that's a big change. Yeah, it was really, it was very different. Um, so I competed 2015, 2016 regional level. We made it to regionals as a team. Um, I, I was top 80 in our region at that time. And looking back, I'm like, I don't know how, because I like comparatively, I'm a way better athlete now, which is crazy. Cause I don't even train as close to, but it just shows like the, the time in the sport, um, just kind of those levels of what happened. Um, so yeah, I was, I was at a, I was pretty high level at that time. Um, and we, like I said, I was more a team player, so I wanted to go on team. We had a great dynamic, um, and it was so much fun. So we did that. Um, and then there's a whole story of unraveling after that. Um, but yeah, that was like the, the end of my, I'd say like bigger accolades. Um, until about 2019, I reentered the elite space. So I had a, uh, I had a lot of life hit at 2017 time. I had a, a breakup. I lost, you know, someone I, I really loved. Um, it was my fault. So I put a lot of, there was a lot of pain wrapped in that. And, um, I, I started getting hives all over my body. I was coping with um, a lot of my external stressors by exercising and dumping myself into that. And I wouldn't even say I had this like obsession with, it wasn't the exercise piece. It was like this, um, I looked at it as maybe this is my opportunity to focus, like to make this excuse to not have to think about all these other things and I can focus on this thing. Um, And I got really, really good at that time. Like that was my 2017 was the fittest I've ever been until probably this, this past year. Um, but I was killing me. Like, like I said, I started noticing these physiological changes. Um, and my moods were very unstable. Like I, I was very lean. Um, so like everything presentably, you look, you look good. People are reinforcing, Hey, you look Mm -hmm. great. You're really strong. Um, my numbers were great. I was crushing workouts. So on paper, everything looks good. Uh, inside I was a complete disaster. I was having really bad panic attacks during like workouts and running. Um, and then it all imploded and I had a very freak, like I went to go pick up a barbell, an empty barbell bent over and spasms didn't stop for eight months. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, and I was, I was like I was squatting over 300 pounds at that point, like bend over to pick up a barbell didn't make sense to me. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Right. But it was just the compounding, the compounding effects of the overtraining, the high stress, the, you know, everything that was going on in my life. And I wanted an answer. I wanted someone to explain to me, I wanted them to give me the solution so that I could get better. Cause I had this big ego now wrapped around. I've worked this hard to get to this point which is now further than where I was before. And I don't want to, I can't lose it. 
Yeah. I got to prove to people that I'm what they thought I could be. Uh, you know, I had a lot of this potential always hanging over my head that I had a really hard time stepping into because that's wrapped in a lot of wounding for me. Like my motivation was not ever to, um, it's kind of this weird. I, I felt very scared to prove myself and also felt like I had to prove myself. So the, the fear paralyzed my ability a lot of time, um, to be able to like fully step into that. I used to quit benchmark workouts, like a 30 rep grace, which was 30 clean and jerks for time. People walk up to me and they're like, Oh, you're going to crush this. Ugh. The second they do that, I'm going, I feel great. I hit 27 reps and I just stop, wow. set the barbell down. People are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done. I can't. Ugh. And there, it was just this kind of, you know, I could not get my body and brain to, I could not get my body to trump what my brain was saying. Mm -hmm. My brain says like, can't do it. Or if you do it and it's not good enough, it's not what people expect. It's not then like, that's worse than not doing it at all. So that happened to me all the time. <laughs> so that was another piece of this story, but like I just put so much pressure on myself, right? Um, so that's why at this time period, when I look back, I'm like, I actually felt like I passed this threshold mentally that I was, I'd been nurturing because I was in such a bad place um, that I couldn't lose it. I was like, I, you know, I got there. So uh, but I did and I had to because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't put, I was, I'm an occupational therapist by trade. So I'm teaching people how to put their shoes and socks on in the hospital at this point, And I can't even do it for myself. I'm like, I can't bend over. Oh I'm like 25, 26 years old. I know there's nothing mechanically wrong with me. I'd seen all of my friends. I've exhausted my PT resources and everybody knows Everybody knows, you can see it in their face, that they don't, they have the answer and I'm not going to like it. Yeah. And it's, I'm, you know, my body is done. Like it's tapped out, I'm stressed. I need to pull back and let myself rest. Like, but mostly I need to let my insides rest. Yeah. And I was like. Like rest to you, Matt. Okay, I'll take a few days yeah. off. Not like you need to go sleep yep. and you need to like maybe. Take care take, of yourself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get good food yeah. and not maybe like take some days off of work right. and school or whatever it might be. Oh, and they were, they were telling me, Hey, like, you know, nothing's, nothing's wrong. Like physically. Yes. And this was very, this made me feel like I'm crazy. Yeah. They, they don't believe me. They don't believe how much pain I'm in. I like looking back. I mean, I was in excruciating pain. I couldn't swim. I was, I went back to swim at the YMCA. I like finally stepped away from a CrossFit gym and I was like, I just got to get out of here. I can't come in here every day trying to like see what I can still do. I need to leave for maybe a month. Like I'm mm. like putting these parameters in my head mm. and, um, I went to go swim and it hurt to, it hurt to even just like push off the wall. <sighs> so I'm like, man, you know, I can't do anything without pain. I couldn't walk. So I'm, you know, in this perpetuating state of feeling sorry for myself and urgency. Like I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And it made it worse because the stress from knowing that 
I was causing it, like, and didn't know how to stop mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was just a cycle and just kept going. And I was tired, oh. wired, stressed. Um, and I had a couple like really, you know, low moments during that time. I had a lot of life things going on. Um, I ended up leaving my gym, left my team. There was a big implosion that had happened at that time, which, you know, looking back, um, is really sad because I, I wasn't in a good emotional state and, Mm -hmm. um, reactivity was high and emotions were high. And I felt, I, I probably put expectations on people to, um, you know, come into a space for a purpose that wasn't really their responsibility at that time. Um, but also like desperately needed people and didn't know how to, didn't know how to ask or didn't know how to make that clear and didn't know how to not feel like too much or misunderstood. And so, you know, everything was just like really painful. Um, and I loved that gym. Like that was where I grew up. I always say like I did, Mm -hmm. you know, I did, I lived there for a big portion of time. Um, and so like the, that, that time period was very, very hard for me. And I felt like coming out of that, you know, once I, once it passed like six, seven, eight months and I talked to everybody, I will, I, you know, once I stopped worrying about it, which took me that long, my season was gone. Uh, you know, my team went to regionals without me and had a replacement and I wasn't going back to that gym, uh, like watching from the outside and being like, what do I do now? Like, what do I, what do I do? What do I even care about? And all I cared about after getting back was proving it was again, this like I had unfinished business. I, I need to prove like everybody else does who goes through something like this, that I can triumph and I can succeed and but like I don't even think I actually really wanted that I think I just Mm. felt like this pressure to do that that I put on myself when I didn't even I tied it to like not an intrinsic thing um so I just I painfully like not physically and emotionally painfully went back into it um, very quickly, my, you know, the month out of not having pain, it was like, like, wow, I'm doing this. I, you know, I have no pain. I'm going to keep testing it, testing it, which, you know, you, you need to do to some extent, like you need to load your, your joints when things hurt. You need to like the things that we think we need for rehab are not, there's, there's a, an intricate balance to that. Um, so the things I was doing were, were purposeful. I was walking a lot, I was swimming a lot and I was gradually loading again. And within a month I got all my numbers back. Wow. Yeah. And I was, um, very spiritual at that time. I was because of this life implosion that had happened. I lived in West Michigan. I was around, um, like a heavy Christian community and that was really good for me at that time. I I needed it. I I really did. And it like, it saved me honestly from myself, like being in a really bad place. So having, having like that support, um, you know, I, I kind of, I looked at all of that as like, wow, this is purposeful. Like, you know, God at that time in my life wasn't trying to take things away, trying to like 
save me, trying to help me, trying to protect me, really. Um, so like that helped, that messaging helped me a lot uh, in just being like so grateful and really like it's amazing when you put energy into something and when you believe in something like how powerful it is in healing something mm -hmm. and I you have like an answer yeah I had like, an answer to something you've been looking for an answer and yep. now you're like okay wait this all Correct. made sense yeah it was what I could it was what I could um you know the context of my surroundings and how I pin that to my experience and it was helpful for me and that's great, you know, and that's how I look at those things now, right? I'm no longer a Christian, but I, I look back at that time period and I'm like, that was exactly what I needed it to be and what it was for, for me. Um, not just in a CrossFit sense, but like in my, in my ability to, I don't know, have perspective, right? So coming out of that, like I said, it was a month I was back at it. And then my, you know, in CrossFit, you have other competitions that are going on. It like never stops. It's, there's not, it's not like running a marathon that you prepare for, for six months. It's, it's like, okay, we've got the, this big one, we've got the open in February, and then you train for semifinals or regionals, and then you or quarterfinals, then semis, then the games, then in the fall, you're starting to ramp up to do like a winter competition like Wadapalooza or back home we would do or granite games like there there was always something and you never really got a break there's no like there's no delo there's no off season there they'll say there's an off season but crossfitters don't elite crossfitters don't do that none of that no how does like so you go to um a competition that's not one of the regional ones yeah. or does that add to your ranking? No, but it's kind of the status. Like you are still bracketed in elite and uh, okay. uh, RX. Like they still have brackets that you have to qualify for. So, you know, 2019, I was at a gym, um, a different gym in Holland, Michigan, and we had really good athletes there. Um, but we did a three-person girl team and you could pull people from wherever. You kind of, it was this like recruiting process. You could... You know the CrossFit community is small, so you, you knew who's you knew who's good. You. you knew who is around you. You knew who to ask, right? So I had a team of three, and my two other girls were powerhouses, right? Like they wanted me to be on their team, and I'm like, why do they want me to be on their team? Like I'm not good anymore. You know, this message in my head, like I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm not what they think. I'm not. I'm not okay yet. <laughs> um, and they're like we just watched you do like, you're, you know, you can do this. Like there's that, again, that encouragement of, you know, that push of people around you, like, which I'm really grateful for with CrossFit and people make you better, but also it's like, okay, you're back, get back, get back, get back into it. You still have the skills. You still have the strength. It doesn't matter. Your capacity will come back. But for me, I'm like, you don't understand. I just, I just didn't do any of this for eight months. Like there again, that pressure seed, like, so I went into this elite competition called Wadapalooza against all these other elite females. And at that time, teams were, um, a lot more competitive. They started to kind of branch off and people were more individual. Um, but a lot of the individual competitors that broke out 
of that time, like they were on teams at then, uh, the Brooke Wells, the, uh, you know, Jessica Griffith, like people that were very well known and they're standing next to me and, uh, as my competitors. And I'm like, how did I end up back here? Like, like, you're <laughs> like an imposter within. Yeah. Like I don't belong here. And also like, but I want to be here. I like, I know I can do this, but also, yeah, they're just such conflicting messages. But again, it was kind of that, like one bad thing that happens. I, you know, there was a workout that I didn't do well in, didn't feel like I pulled my weight and, um, held my team back and I just shut down. I remember for pictures, I wasn't smiling for, you know, walking off. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I just wanted to quit. Like I didn't want anything to do with competition. It wasn't like, and I, and I think I'd felt that way for a long time, but I wanted to like still hold my status. I mm. wanted to still be considered elite, but even though I never got the chance to like fully thrive in that, like I, I really didn't, um, because an, I kept stopping myself or I kept getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting dichotomy of like, I don't. I don't want to be competing in this, but then when I'm not, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, and like, I'm also what, just not okay with, it's because I know I can still do these things that mm -hmm. these people are doing. So you still have this like, well, should I still be doing that? Yeah. Um, or, you know, and then like, okay, but if I don't do that, what do I do? Am yeah. I just going to do a CrossFit class? Like I was training you know, three hours a day, individualized programming, like now just go to a class, do one yeah. thing and take a, like do a wad. Like yeah. that didn't make sense to me. Um, so that confusion of, okay, I, I kind of like skirted into this right away in my early career. I didn't know how to just do CrossFit for fun. Uh, or, or even like if I even knew if I liked it, like yeah. I didn't even I just, I think I just did it like to belong to something, to be a part of something. And I loved it for that purpose, but and I was really like, good at it. And I was good at it. Yeah. Right. So, and I was super, you know, strength was my strength. So I was like, I really enjoyed getting stronger. I enjoyed having a part on a team that made me valuable that, you know, set me apart. I was like, I've never had that, but I don't think if I actually sat and thought about it, like I've never wanted, I never liked competition. It's always been very stressful to me. Um, and again, like, I think if I probably got, got through some of that, like old trauma that I have attached to that, I'd probably be a pretty fierce competitor, but that was so paralyzing to me that like, I don't even think I really enjoyed competing. I just did it. And it was so stressful to me. Uh, the open season would come around every year and I, I, I like, you know, thought I was going to be sick all the time. Oh. And it was just another workout. Like I've done the work, I've done yeah. way worse workouts a million times over, but it's just that, that pressure piece. Right. So, um, you know, fast forward again, 2019, I kind of quit. I, I, after that competition, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I want to, I want to have fun. I want to, but still kind of in that in between, what do I do? Um, COVID happened and I was forced home, which was kind of nice for me. I was like, okay, I have an excuse to not really 
do this or to not be focused on this right now. Everybody's struggling with this right now. So, um, it's okay that I'm just going to kind of figure it out in this time. And I would do outdoor things and I kind of, you know, I held on to some of that, but I, I didn't really care. I was running outdoor workouts for people. I was actually working at orange theory at that time. I'd stepped out of my therapy career. Um, and yeah, that, that was like, I look back and I, I just was in a better place. I, I didn't think about it. Um, cause it wasn't, it wasn't a pressing, it wasn't even an option, right? Yeah. People were doing CrossFit and competing still, but it was totally different. Um, so it wasn't on my radar. I moved to Colorado in 2021 and, you know, now I'm back. I know the CrossFit gyms around here. I know the gyms that have gone to the games and I was like, I, I moved here to work with adaptive athletes in a gym that wasn't competitive and I was doing things and I was just kind of like, ah, oh, kind of miss this. Like, you know, I miss being around people that push me and I miss being around, like, what do I want to do with CrossFit? Like, how do, is this just going to be my every day? Or I felt like I needed a reason to do it at mm. all. Like I if I wasn't going to compete, I'm like, why would I do CrossFit? And if yeah. I don't do CrossFit, what do I do? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what I like. So I, um, I decided to go to Omnia where is they, they got seventh this year at the games. So they're very, very good. Um, and I became part of their training team. Um, you know, again, like two year hiatus, come back in, ramp right up. Everybody else has still been working in that two years and I get right back there. Like it always kind of was like, okay, I do really well with just getting back up to speed and being in with the pack, Yeah. but never really surpassing that because of, again, these, these issues that keep resurfacing for me, whether it's high stress pressure, uh, that self-sabotage and imposter syndrome and all the things. So, um, you know, we had a main team and we were pushing for a second team, which I was a part of cause we had our games team. Um, and I was the third girl, um, you know, my, I hit a 250 clean and jerk. I was, it's insane. I never, you know, I used to watch girls do that. And I was like, I'm, I'm 140 pounds. I'm five, four. I, you know, don't, it didn't equate to my head. And then I did it. And I was like, I'm like, like I can, do, I can this. do this. Like I can That's... do this. And I, you know, I've always been high level with the high skills cardio and distance has always been my issue because it's stressful to me. I don't think it's because I'm bad at it. I think it's because I, I'm so stressed. I ran built around it is Jen. I ran 20 minutes yesterday and the whole time I was like, I had to have a conversation with myself of like, you know, and then I'm sitting comparing to everybody else and thinking of traverse. And I'm like, these people run for hours. I, I think about that all the time though. Like I'll be running even today. It was a five minute, it was five minutes every point one you add one percent, and I looked over at Julia and Maggie, who are um, people from the gym, and Maggie's a coach there, and Julia's coach there, and they're very fit. And I was like, "What you start that girl?" <laughs> and in my head, I remember before we even got to the tread this morning, I was like, "Doing I don't even know what move." I was on the floor and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna start at like seven probably." And I, I was like, "That's my cap. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit seven, and that's it, because incline's gonna go up." And then Julia was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna start it at like eight five. 
And I immediately was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean? For like five whole pace. minutes? Like, I haven't, I haven't run. I mean, I am starting to run more because I'm yeah. training, but like, I haven't done longer runs. And that's not even a long time. Right. But for me right now, that is a really long time. Yeah. And the whole, every time I would hit point one, I'm like, you're still doing it. Your legs are still moving. Like, keep going. Yep. But it, it is like every, sometimes like every minute, every 20 seconds, I'm like saying like, you got it. You're still running. Yeah. Like your legs like are working. You can do it. You can do it. And but. I'm like, it's so exhausting for me to be in my head that yeah. much about something. And that's why, you know, CrossFit, I've always said was something that I went to go like fight my demons. It was. You could get out of your own head. I, I well, battled my head in it, but there were times when it was like you know, you're so fight or flight. I don't have time to, I don't have time to think like, mm. uh, or in lifting weight was very different for me. I, for whatever re- I think that was kind of my saving grace in it. It was like, this doesn't make me nervous. Mm-hmm. I have got this right. But Metcons, it was like, I was so stressed entering any time that I was going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah, I did it. I did it over and over and over again at a high level, but I never felt good enough. Like it was like, there was never a time I finished something and I was like, man, I, I smashed that. Yeah. Right. Or like I, I, it was always this like self just tear apart, you know, think of all the negative things that went through my head. Think of how out of breath I got, how painful it was. Like CrossFit's a very, very painful sport like if you are competing in that sport it is so painful uh and I know I have not a lot of things to compare it to because I haven't ran a marathon I haven't done a lot of these really also painful things in different ways um but from my experience I'm like this is the most you know this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life yeah right and I show up and do it every day and I was really proud of that like you know I'm going to come to this place that makes me really uncomfortable and people look at me thinking that I'm way more comfortable than I am. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that built this like persona and this, uh, maybe example for people because I've always been very, I've always been very expressive also to share with people when they're like, wow, you, you're, you're doing great. And you, you really look like you're, and I'm like, uh, well actually, <laughs> and I tell them the truth yeah. and they're like, wow, I would, I, I would have never guessed that, or I would have never expected that. And I, I really liked, you know, going through that experience so that I could relate to people and could tell them no matter where they were in their journey with that, like I struggle too. And yeah. I struggle a lot. And I think that was, you know, that plays such a huge part in why I'm a coach and why I, you know, I'm really grateful for my journey with CrossFit. Um, but yeah, I, um, I ended up, you know, getting to, into the season. I made the team, I made the, the second team. We were pushing to have two teams at the games last year. We had really good teams. Um, that would have maybe been a stretch for our second team because we, we had individuals on it. We didn't have necessarily a team and that's very different in the CrossFit space. Now you have to do everything synchronized. You have to be on the same page training together all the time. And realistically, you know, 
the first team, a lot of those, those people are fully committed to that sport. Um, my team, everybody's working, everybody's got different schedules. It's just kind of a hodgepodge. We're really proud that we're here, but like, we can't dedicate our life to this right now. Um, but I still kind of lived in that where I tried to do both Mm -hmm. at too much of it. I was training 25 hours a week. I started my own business. I had 35 clients at one time. I way too much. You're working. I, I mean, like, I was work. I was coaching. coaching. I was personal training, and I have such a high th- threshold for stress. I've I've experienced high chaotic chaotic stress in my life. You know, since I was young. So for me, this is just what this is just what I did, right? Um, until I realized like my pattern is I do that and then I burn, yeah, crash and burn. And it's, and then I'm out. Right. So like, it takes always that reflection. You tell yourself, you're not going to do that again. You're not going to put yourself in that place again, but it always shows up different. So in this case, you know, I didn't, I knew I wasn't okay, but this was very different than I'd experienced before. I had some similar things, but I'd push myself like, way over the iceberg. So my body was a lot healthier. I mean, I was wrecked from what we did. I felt like I couldn't recover, but the difference was, you know, I'm a nutrition coach now. So I was feeding myself adequately. I I was focused on the controllable stress factors versus uncontrollables. And there were unfortunately a lot of uncontrollables. So, you know, eating enough wasn't going to save me, but it was a heck of a lot better than the 2,200 calories I was eating before yeah, to the 3,400 I was eating then. Nourishing your body more than yeah, you have been before. Which gave me energy, gave me, you know, it extended my my rope, mm. which my rope was was, burn, was the burning wick of fast. The, the wick of the burning. candle was burning really fast. Uh, so I, um, you know, and I, I had more, more slack to work with. So I, and I thought, I think that reinforcement in my head of like, okay, I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing everything that I can do. So I felt good about that, but it doesn't matter. Like it, and I guess it, it matters, right. But it's not everything. And I preach that a lot now. Um, you know, especially if I was working with an athlete because working with an athlete, I have realized is also very, very different than working with a general population person. Um, because I never really identified myself as where I was. Like I knew I was elite, but I didn't feel elite or I knew I, you know, was doing this type of training, but never thought it was enough because I never thought I was good enough. Like Mm -hmm. you become very subjective and not objective Mm -hmm. until someone else tells you like, you're doing, you're you're doing a lot. lot. (laughs) You're doing a lot. And you're like, like, well, everybody else is doing it. So, you know, I'm, I should be able to handle that too. And that's the first mistake is, you know, everybody tolerates stress different. Everybody has a completely different life. They have different, you know, things that make up their life. And uh, to compare yourself to those people is not fair because, yeah, for me, it was like, well, nobody else is complaining. Nobody else is having a hard time, even Mm -hmm. though they were. Right. But like they weren't they weren't slowly dying. Like I felt like I was yeah. and I, and, and getting worse, you know, my performance started to suffer. It was about November. Okay. I was doing very, very well, 
very well. And I was excited about that. And then all of a sudden it felt like this switch flipped, like couldn't push in workouts, got very anxious again. Um, I was, I, I showed the hive showed up. I wasn't, I didn't have any like injuries going on. So I felt good. And that's what happened the last time. I felt super good, super strong. I swear I spoke it out loud. Like, you know, I, I haven't had, I haven't been injured in a while. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam. So that actually didn't happen this year, thankfully. Um, but I started having really bad insomnia and I was, you know, that was perpetuating everything. Um, and I would get super stressed about my training day the next day and then how I was going to train people, how I was going to coach. I like it, I was wired and tanked at the same time. Mm. So I'd wake up feeling like I was in quicksand. Like I could not pull myself out of bed after being in bed for 10 hours. I was like, you know, and I thought that was just the demands of the training. I was like, well, I'm doing a lot. So you know, that must be why I, but I've never historically been that way. Like someone who one sleeps that much, even though that might be optimal. Right. But, you know, waking up after, after that amount of rest and still feeling that way was not normal. And then it got pushed to, you know, that was happening. And then I had a morning where I woke up, I laid in bed for five minutes. Cause it, I'm a pop tart typically, I knew this was not good because I could not get out of bed at 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning. And I I like the morning. And then, like, you feel guilty. No, I felt guilty. I felt shame. I could have been up for three hours and been doing all this stuff I have to get done. Yeah, I felt embarrassed. I was like, I I feel, why can I not get myself out of bed at a time normal adults get out of bed? That, That was the message going in my head. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing things that other general population do, but I, I would even go as far to be like, well, I don't have kids. I don't have, you know, I can't imagine what these people deal with. And so I would minimize my experience all the time. Um, so it kept me trekking through again. I was like, I just need to get, you know, I just need to keep going. Oh, I used to, I mean, it's, it's really sad looking back. I, I would come home and I had a wonderful partner at that time who took who took care of me. He would feed me dinner with a plate on the ground while I was, you know, came in, shut the door and slid down and sat on the kitchen floor and couldn't get back up. It was like, I was so, I felt so drained and couldn't, I had no energy. Um, so I would lay for two hours in the bathtub. But when I, um, when I got up one morning after laying there for about five minutes, I went up to go open the curtains and I blacked out and I hit my face on a side table. I split my lip open and it was just a short time. But I, I remember like my eyes welling up and I, I get emotional because it, it, I remember feeling like, I know, I know this isn't normal. I know it's not, but like also I, I, I don't want to tell anybody that this is going, they're not going to believe me or think that this is serious or think that like, I felt, I felt inadequate because of it. It was like, I can't handle this. And they're just going to think I'm too much. They're going to think I like, I I'm weak. They're going to think I can't handle this. So I, um, and I, and I thought maybe like, okay, maybe my blood pressure's off. Like maybe, like I thought it was there something, had to be so small, something right? Uh, and even though like 
yeah, it probably was off. Yeah, my hormones were probably all over the place. And I was working with another coach at this time. And luckily, she was able to objectively pull something in for me to see that. Um, but I had completely like flatlined adrenally. So you run at a really high cortisol uh, elevation for long enough that eventually your body will stop producing enough cortisol. So you know, where you should be when you wake up in the morning, which when you wake, you have a pretty healthy level of cortisol because you're ready to go for the day, you've rested. That's why when you wake with adrenal dysfunction, you can't get out of bed. Um, and, you know, that can happen with training, that can happen with very high stress, that can happen with a lot of different things in life. But I was like, okay, I've tolerated this amount of stress before. Like, I, this is not that serious, right? until I got lab work done and, and then watching how that happened or watching how that unfolded for the months after that, like how slow it's been. It's been almost a year now. Cause I ended up quitting during the open. I just walked out. Um, I, I had a plan to do my workout. This was for qualification. I had to give up my spot on the team. Um, I, I couldn't do it. I, and I felt so embarrassed. I didn't go back for a month, I don't think. And, you know, people are checking on me. They're asking if I'm okay. And at that point, it was just kind of like a throw my hands up. I'm like, I surrender. Yeah. You know, like I can't, I can't do this to myself. And I also felt like for whatever reason, you know, I battled this, like people don't actually, I had this fear, like people don't care about me. Like they don't care if I'm there anyway or don't care but also they're going to judge me or think that I, you know, like, yeah, right? Like all those insecurities that go into someone watching you quit something or fail something and then them knowing that you were better than that. And I, that, that's what went through my head. And um, that was really hard for me, but I also just like, I think in the coming months came to terms with, especially in the, in the job that I, you know, in the, the job that I chose now and like the way in which I educate and help people, I'm like, it just wasn't worth it to me, for me. Uh, you know, th these things are going to come with any athlete. Every athlete's going to deal with, with, um, irregular labs. They're going to not have regulated hormones. Like those things are to be expected, right? Um, you don't need, we don't need to like put fear mongering out there for those reasons, but it is to say, Hey, like when things are escalated, um, you know, I can, we can manage that better and we can pull that back in different areas. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't really have that, um, in, in, or I maybe didn't even, I would say receive that. I, I wasn't willing to listen to that at the time. So now I'm paying for it and it's been about a year and, uh, I'm still not up to optimal levels, even though I work out two to three times a week, I do pretty much like a bodybuilding style of workout, like just isolated things and, uh, a little bit of low intensity work. And I feel really good about that. I haven't, I look pretty much the same. Um, and I, you know, I think there's a lot wrapped in that too. You're worried, is this modality the only way that I can look the way that I want, that I can feel the way that I want, that I can be as strong as I want to be. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, 
things wrapped in that. So it's been a really, I wouldn't even say, I, I think tough year as far as just realizing like I finally quit. Like I finally did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't in the way that I wanted it. And also I know that I'm not the only one that's happened to. Yeah. <laughs> not even in the CrossFit space, but there's a ton of people with this potential that they never got to live into or this like outcome and you you hear it all the time you get to the top of the mountain and what was it anyway really so I kind of think it would have been that way for me anyway right like if I would have made it to the games if I would have gone great but like then what you would have still been feeling like I can't believe I'm here yeah we're looking around and thinking like this okay this is this is what we we trained for and now this is it. Yeah. What, what's going on after? Yeah. Do I just like, go work out at a gym after I've yep. just been like doing this? Or, or do I keep going? Like how long do I, do I keep again? going? Like what, yeah. you know, when, when is the stop? What, what is the shift? What is the change? So I think like, finally I was like, I don't know that I actually really care about, about getting there. Uh, you know, there's a piece of me that's really sad that I couldn't get out of my own way a lot of times to have made that happen because I know I could have been there. And a lot of people, I think, have also <laughs> affirmed that. Uh, but I also think that's a good growing moment for me to um, be able to accept that. It didn't, it didn't, doesn't change that I'm an athlete. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the effort I put in. It doesn't change, it doesn't steal the lessons I've learned and the education I've gained and the, um, you know, I think we put so much emphasis on the title of things. It's like that that puts us in that bracket of recognition or like like status, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we tie really closely to that. But it ends up for some people, especially for me, just being way more, um, you know, binding and like putting me in a negative space. So I'm just working on, you know, yeah. I, I was an athlete. I am an athlete. I have an athlete mindset, I think. And just because I struggled with things, just because I do struggle with things doesn't make me less of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because I didn't make it to the end pinnacle, right? Like there's tons of fantastic athletes that never go professional. There's mm-hmm. tons of people out there who have incredible voices and never make it on stage. Like those things happen all the time. So, um, there's there's that kind of like silliness that you feel of like why you know why would I expect that for myself if it's so hard for all these other people to make like we we lose the ability to see like what a huge deal that is to actually make it to those places yeah and like how much work that we've actually put in to even get close to that and I stole a lot of that from myself it was like well just because I'm not there doesn't mean like now I'm it's like all or, it's, it's, it's all, all or nothing yeah. yeah so which I think is so unfair it right is. and I'm able to step away from that and like if I made a list oh my gosh all the amazing things that CrossFit brought me and the things I got to do and the things that people train for that they'll never they'll never get to do yeah like there's a ton of people that work their tails off just to make it to regionals. And I got to go twice. Like I'm really grateful that, you know, I was given those opportunities, but also I'm really grateful that it's done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then I can rest and that I can figure out 
like what a normal life looks like because normal life is not being a high level athlete that's mm-hmm. not it's a, it's, it's a it's a few years it's a few years of life. Yeah, like for everyone and I don't know why in our yeah. heads sometimes we think that it's long like you look at a professional football player five years you yeah. look at a professional like on any, a good on a good on a good one yeah like, good one uh, right that's like the not the trend of I think it's one to two years is like yeah. for almost the majority of people right. which is realistic like yep. that's so much stress on your body on your time on your mind on your life when we kind of talked about that before this was you know how different crossfit is specifically from other trajectories like soccer for you you know starting probably when you were how old like three three right like going all the way until college you know and and that's a long that's a long time to be an athlete yeah right but then um but it's different Mm -hmm. because it's evolving where CrossFit is also that way, but it didn't, I started it when I was 24 or 20, yeah. 22, you know, and wasn't, it's so different. It's so different. And it was so new. Like it is still so new. Like we forget how fitness, like how new fitness is. And CrossFit was just another thing that became, it was never really intended to be what it became. And now there's comp- competition in it and people normalize it. And they think like, you know, a year, a life training every day in and out is supposed to look like this. And it, no, like that's not sustainable. And yeah. you, you try to live up to that because it just becomes your surroundings. It becomes what everybody's doing. Um, and yeah, I realized like, you know, that's not, that's not reality. That's not training for health. That's not training for my life. That's training for a purpose. And I did that. Um, I wish I would have had a lot of the tools that I do now, then we can all say that. Um, but you know, like I'm excited about this next season of pursuing what fitness is on a broader scale, because there's a lot more in the world than CrossFit. And there's a lot more in the world than, you know, a lot of other sectors we, we, you know, expose ourselves to. And, um, I just want to kind of like blow that up and, look at it from a a different angle and I've really been intentional to step out of CrossFit not because just just because I um you know it's kind of this like that was a chapter and I'll love it forever I'll always do some piece of that and I still go to a CrossFit gym I still go to Omnia and do my different workouts but it's different Mm -hmm. right um and I now know what is most beneficial for me and also what sustains my, like what I want, my energy, my, my aesthetics, my health, uh, you know, and that's all I need. 45 minutes in the gym is all I need. Yeah. Right. And like, that's different. Yeah. I'm always leaving. Like, uh, did I do enough? Like I had to ask my good friend today. I was like, did I, you know, look at, look at what I did. I was like, what do you, do you think, do you think that's good? And he's like, yeah. It's fine. He's like, you're not, tra- you're not training to go do anything anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're right. You know, it's, um, it's- you have to have like, and having like people and structures that help structure or help, uh, keep that in line mm-hmm. of like, it's easy to just fall back into what you know of like training a lot and compounding, like adding all these things in, but having people that are like, Hey, you're doing it again. Like you're, get like stressing yourself out about this or you're 
my roommate will catch me all the time. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, mm, I'm doing it. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. that thing that I do. Yep. And having people that can keep you aware of where you're at and remind you of like, what did I say I need? Or what, yeah. like, what totally. do I need? And, and, that's, and it's hard still in that space too, because I mean, they joke with me about it now. It's like, oh, I haven't seen you in the gym or mm. now you're only here two times a week. And, uh, you know, I'm the retiree and the washed up and, you know, every, everybody pokes at that. Right. But yeah. like, and it's all in fun, but, and they know, but also there is that, like, it, there is that tough space for me where I'm like, I still worry about that, that piece of them thinking what they think of me or, um, that weakness or, um, not believing that my health was in the state that it, that it has been, or even if, if so, not really caring. Right. Yeah. And also uh, to add to that, like, why should they care? Like they should care about me as a human, but like, you know, it's kind of, we always have to think that this magnifying glass is on us and Mm -hmm. I'm like, really, it doesn't matter. Like I, so I've just been trying to undo all of that and show up and do what makes me feel good. And I've been a way better person. I've been a way, you know, back to myself, um, a lot more people knew that I was not myself. I was not showing up in a good state. I'm a very bubbly, happy person most of the time. And that was not me. Yeah. So, and I don't like being that. So, um, I definitely feel on the mend and, uh, really good about that. But, um, with all the extra time, you start filling it again in other ways that kind of still feed that personality, that, that need to like do and productiveness, productive, productiveness all the time. So it's like, you know, I, I need to be careful with that just in a real life sense and not replacing stress with just more stress, right? Just in different forms. Yeah. This is a healing time. It's, it's been really good. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. I can even tell, I think like pulling back it, like you taking care of yourself provides and allows, um, space and permission to other people. Like as much as people might poke fun or be like, oh, we're tired, but it's going to happen to everyone at some point where you step back from high level competition. And that's what helped me is like, I looked to my friends who had already been done playing or, you know, changed trajectories of what they want to do. And it was like, oh, you can do that. Like I can do that because they did it too. And I don't think any different of them. No. And so it's like changing, stepping out and like kind of looking at a different angle. Totally. But and it's so hard. I mean, it's, it is hard. Cause you yeah. evolving forever. Always. Thing. And that was something I really did in the beginning too. It was seeking those people who had stepped out and be like, how did you get to that point? Mm-hmm. How'd you get to that point where you truly didn't care anymore? Yeah. And now to be here, like to audibly say out loud, like I don't want to compete the heart ever again mm-hmm. in CrossFit. And, you know, I'm, I shouldn't give absolutes because who knows, but you know, at this point in time, I am perfectly 100% okay with not doing that anymore. Um, and I'm perfectly good with where I'm at. Like, I didn't think that I could, I didn't know how I was going to get to that point for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what that looked like. And then in that hit. And I have people reach out to me sometimes who 
knew me from back home and knew, you know, and are always checking in to see where I am in that journey. And, you know, more people give you the like, wow, I'm really proud of you for doing that. Or, wow, I'm really, you know, I, I'm struggling with that myself. And I'm, um, it gives me encouragement to know that, you know, and I think that, yeah, just to your point, like, um, it's really helpful to realize like people actually are very supportive in that. And they look, they, they, um, it really helps other people come out of that too, that are struggling with that. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's always been my purpose with everything. I want to help people and make them feel related to. So I'm super grateful that I have something now, an avenue to be able to help people do that and, you know, be a support for them as they come out of something and put verbiage to it. Um, and write about it. And those are things I want to keep sharing because I don't think we talk about that a lot. Yeah. People don't share the hardship of coming out of that space. No. Um, and even for me, you know, with the titles and labels, I'm like, do I even have a right? Mm. Do I even have the credentials to, to like express that and people care? Because yeah. I wasn't this type of athlete or I wasn't a professional something, right? So you, you feel like, mm, maybe I just, you know, inflated this whole thing and like, yeah, right. I've had that. So I, I've I think that. there's that too, but you know, in reality, no, like that steals a lot of the hard work that I did yeah and like a lot of, of what a lot of other people are trying to do too. So yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It was nice to hear. Like, I just didn't realize how late you started like late in your life that you started I mean like recently that was so I mean 22 years old was yeah not that long ago it wasn't um and just thinking about that time of life too you know completely different I look back at when I was 22 23 just such transitional years like Mm -hmm. I said I was I was at I was competing at regionals while in grad school and looking at my teammate who was a neuro PA working a hundred plus hours a week, we were there. We, our team like had no business making it where we did, but we all worked so hard. And like, I loved, I love that season of life because it taught me a lot. But looking back now, I'm like, how on earth did I do that to myself? And it shows this resilience and also this like, uh, yeah, I don't even know, uh, negligence for yourself. Um, that's quite scary and also sometimes necessary. Like you kind of discover what is required no matter what is going on in your life to get where you want to go or where yeah. you think you want to be. And, um, you know, if you choose that, that's what you want, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and we, we, you know, I have these conversations and talk about this adrenal, you know, relationship and stuff. And yeah, there are health complications that come with these things a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, just like any high level, anything, you'd be a bodybuilder, you'd be a competitive, anything. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be good on the inside. You're going to look good on the outside or you're going to perform really well and have, you know, so like, I just, I think that, um, that conversation of, knowing that we are going to like, there are necessary time periods in life that we can commit to these things and understand the, 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 maybe the contraindications of that. Yeah. But like, 
looking back on it now, just being able to laugh about it and say, like, I'm really glad that I went through that because it taught me a lot. And also like how, yeah, just that, how did I do that? And shows, shows something about yourself too. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but now just again, really grateful that I'm not doing that to myself. <laughs> I, cause I, I don't have the capacity for it anymore. Yeah. You, you exhaust that new seasons. It's, it's weird, but it's good. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. More time to try new things and learn. and. Yeah, I'm really interested to see, you know, how is that going to shift for me in two years? How, like, am I going to want to run a triathlon? Am I going to want to do a triathlon? Am I going to want to, I think I'm really cautious to compete in anything because I have been so performance-based and anxiety-driven around that. Um, so, like, I really want to be intentional about removing that from myself for mm-hmm. a while. Uh, but also knowing that like, that was a big part of my life doing those types of things. And there could be something in the future that I really want to, you know, push my limits with again, mentally, because I think that, you know, we, we need an appropriate level of stress to be able to learn how to adapt and learn how to overcome and like stress is important. Right. But like there are seasons where you do need to slow down and, Mm -hmm. and like, manage that. And then there are seasons that you can play with that. And like, I'm excited to see what I'm interested in in the future. I would love to do some sort of like self-defense classes. I've always, I think I'd be terrible at it. I can't even, I'd be so bad, but I'm like, you know, I, I think that would be a applicable like life skill and challenge me mentally. I think it would make me very uncomfortable. Uh, and I want to do things that make me uncomfortable. Mm. Um, I want to get in these different, I want to do things that, you know, I'm very scared of. Uh, but I also want to check in on myself more and make sure I'm okay. Um, that balance, you you can't, you can't always be in the space I'm in right now. Right. Of like, I got to come out of this at some point of healing and I'm, I need to be here, but I also need to get back out there too. Um, and it doesn't have to be in the same way. And it can still be um, serving a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And significant. Yeah. For For sure. sure. Okay. Two more questions. Yeah. The first one is very different than what we were talking about. But what would your walkout song be? Oh, gosh. Of life. Of life? Your walkout song of life. Oh, no. Right now. The life that you're in right now. Oh, that's such a hard question. Can I, like, pull up my song? Yeah, pull it up. Okay. My walkout song of life right now. That's a really good question, and that's a very hard question. I know it's a difficult one. This just popped in my head, so I'm gonna go with it. Okay. Okay. It's called Liberation by Buzz. It's okay. a very strange song. I heard it when I was in California in October. Um, it's about liberation, though. It's about kind of. I'm going to look at the lyrics because when I heard it the first couple times, I was like, oh, this is a powerful song. Mm. It's uh, The lyrics are, you know, inside my heart is a fire. It's burning like a thousand suns. I'm running. I'm burning. I'm crashing. I'm living. I'm trying. I'm lying. I'm living for myself. Even if nobody's watching me, even if nobody hears a single note, um, I'm singing it for myself. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think I'm just in this season of connecting my mind and my body. Um, I think those have lived separately, um, you know, for purposes and that have been helpful and purposes that have not been helpful. And I'm, I'm 
wanting to connect those for the hard things and for the, um, you know, for the challenging things and uh, figure out, yeah, how to be more in line with, with myself. And this song just feels like, yeah, all the things. Running, burning, crashing, living, trying, lying, living. Even if it's not for anybody else. Yeah. All the human experiences. Yeah. It's just for me. All encompassing. Yeah. I love that. I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah. I'll listen to it. We'll, we'll listen to it after, after yeah. this. We'll crank it Play up. it. Okay, final question. And this is has nothing to do with what we talked about, but I think it's just a fun question. What's your hottest take? Ooh, define hottest take. Um, unpopular opinion <laughs> that you have. About anything? About anything. Unpopular opinion, I hate eating out. I, uh, I'm going to rephrase that. Unpopular opinion, I hate going out to eat. Okay. I actually had this conversation the other day. I agree. And I've gotten a lot of backlash about it. But it's just like, I like being home. And I, if I can make the meal myself... I'm like about to pay yeah. to be in like jeans yeah. or something. I'm, I gotta like, I gotta get uncomfortable in what I'm wearing. I, I feel like I need to, uh, actually I would pretty much go anywhere in pajamas, but it's more, it's inefficient. It's costly. I don't know what's always in it. I don't know what's, I, it's usually very underwhelming, especially in Denver. The food scene the here is not good. good. Um, sorry, people. I, it's, it's not, not good. good. <laughs> I I grew up near Detroit. Amazing cultured food. Chicago, like those cities, have fantastic food. Here, I'm like, this is not worth it at yeah. all. Um, it's already expensive enough to, to yeah. live here. Like, how do people do this all the time? Um, yeah. So I just, to me, uh, you know, I have really. I have really like-minded friends, thankfully. So we spend our time together walking and going to coffee and we don't go out to eat because nobody really likes going out to eat. That's the beautiful thing of the CrossFit community. We all make our food and go to sleep at nine o'clock. It's great. And I'm always hungry. Yeah. I'm like, they don't give me enough. Like I'm, I'm hungry. Yeah. Or if we get like an appetizer, I'm like, I got a bite of this. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And And I'm still hungry. Yeah, it's just very, it's very unappealing and I'm going to avoid it at all costs to go out to dinner. And every once in a while, it's nice, I would say, on a blue moon, but the blue moon doesn't come out often. So that's it. I love that hot take. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. Well, thank you for sharing. Yesterday, Rachel and I were going to record and then we talked for like three hours. (laughs) So good. So it's always fun to like... I feel like I learn. I kn- I think I know someone, and then I, I'm like I didn't even know. I didn't even know you at all. Like yeah. I, that is what I love about it. Yeah, I and appreciate you. You having me. This was fun. Yeah, I hope to talk on your other podcast sometime soon. Yeah, I would love that. Fun. Okay. Well, signing off. All right. Let's hope it was recording. Bye.